0: So are you fine? <laughs> this, this lesson is helping us self-evaluate. Are we really doing okay? Or are we picking up offenses just like everybody else we complain about? You know, we can do that. We Christians, we do that as well. So uh, I want to just follow up on what Nate just shared a minute ago about the, the uh, Discover New Hope class. That's one of the many options that we have. It meets on Sunday morning. It starts next Sunday morning. Uh, and i 'm teaching it, and it gives me an opportunity to get to know who some of the newer people are in the church, and I really want to know that uh, and also, to your benefit it we 're going to help you discover what 's the best place for you to serve. We want you to serve in your gifting, but how in the world do we know what our gifting is? We want to help you do that. so uh, if you want to be a part of that, either stop at the desk back there and register with the people at the table, or you can go online newhope.in and go to the groups and find Discover New Hope and register. We need to know how many people are coming so we can get books prepared. Okay? Uh, so that's next, next week. Uh, some of you don't know that I, I collect typos, bloopers, <laughs> things that slipped past the editor, went to print, shouldn't have, or should have but the wrong word shows up. How many know spell checks? Real good at that the wrong word in there. Here's a couple examples. Uh, uh, This is from a Help Wanted ad in the Atlanta Journal and Constitution. Quote, law firm needs secretary. Excellent benefits including tension. (laughs) How many already have that job? (laughs) Here's another one. Uh, This is from the um, the Tri-City Weekly from Northern Humboldt, California. Quote, hooked on phonies, great for any age. (laughs) And last but not least, classified ad in the Rattan range. Quote, Dairy Queen seeking person with supervisory and fat food restaurant experience. (laughs) Hopefully I don't make any of those bloopers this morning. Uh, we're going to talk about a life of peace. How do you live a life of peace in this world? Come on. I mean, everybody around us has a lack of peace. And they export that lack of peace to us. Yep. How do we have the kind of peace that lets us export that to other people? So I'm going to talk about that. And if you're at a point in your life right now where you just have an absence of peace, listen. Listen to what I'm going to say because I think I'm going to give you some insight that will help you in your future life. In, uh, in John chapter 20, we find three different times in sequence where Jesus said, peace be with you. The Hebrew word is shalom. Peace be with you. He's not just talking about generic peace. He's saying, I want you to receive it. What the peace I have, I want to put that inside your heart. Here's the first example. I want us to look at these three cases because there's things we learn in this. Here's the first case. Uh, It's John chapter 20 verses 19 and 20. On the evening of that first day of the week when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and sighed. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Now here's a couple things we can pick up from this first time he gave peace. I want us to see that it was the first day of the week. First day. First. Not the last. That's the Sabbath. First. Sunday. It's a new beginning, a new week. Would you like to have a new beginning in your life? Did did you know you can? You can have a new beginning a fresh start, start over again, put the baggage of the past behind, fresh start. Second thing I want us to see is the reason they were locked up in that room with the doors locked. For fear of the Jews. Fear drives peace out. You lose peace when fear grips your life. There's all kinds of fear. You you find lots of examples of this on Facebook. Everybody wants wants to get you terrified so that you'll vote for their guy. Both sides do it. Fear. They're trying to put fear in us. The whole world's going to be destroyed if we don't elect so-and-so. And if our guy doesn't get it, we go through four years waiting for the next election, and guess what? The whole world doesn't fall apart. It's just like it was before. Fear. What is the basis of fear? Think about it. I'm out of control. I've lost control. I want to be in control. I have to be in control. No, you don't. Just let Jesus be in control. That's where peace comes from. You lose your peace when you have to be in control. You let Jesus be in control and you trust him and you just rest in that. Peace comes to your heart. That's where peace comes from. You just stop fussing over everything and trying to make the world like you want it to be. Jesus had to say to his disciples, Peace be with you. Because they didn't have any. You say that to people that deed it. You don't have to say peace be with you to people that already have it. Right. You say that to people that don't have it. Right. Jesus wants his disciples to have peace. Did you hear that? He wants his disciples to have peace today. Yes. In this chaotic world he wants us to have peace. So he showed them, this, this is called debriefing. Look at my hands. Look at my side. Put, put your fingers into this, my palm of my hand. Put, put, your, put your hand into my side right here. See where that spear went in? Check it out. Come and see. He's inviting them to step in and see if it's really true or not. Right. He wants you to step in and see if this Jesus thing is really true. Yes. Can God forgive me and that make a change in my life? Can God come in and change the circumstances of my life? Sure He can. Listen to this. Joy, because it says the disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Joy follows peace. You can't find any joy in your life if you don't have peace. There's a difference between happiness and joy. To be happy... Things have to line up for you, but you can have joy even if everything doesn't, even if everything falls apart in your life, even if everything is chaotic, you can still find joy because you know your joy is in what Jesus did for you and your life's in his hands. You cannot lose. You cannot lose putting your life in his hands. Oh, what if things go wrong? What if my wife does leave me? What if my business collapses? What if the economy collapses? What if so-and-so gets elected next time? Chaos, fear, it's not peace. My God will determine who's the next president of the United States and who the people, the men and women are that serve in Congress that make the laws I have to live by. My God will put the right people in there, even if I don't like them. Well, they obviously weren't the right person. We get what we deserve. This is a democracy. We go and we vote. The people of the United States vote, and the guy who gets elected is what we deserve. Follow that? Is that logic? Not many people found joy in that. (laughs) Here's the second time he said, peace be with you. Picks up in verse 21. And again, Jesus said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Wow. He gives them peace. And along with it, he gives them a responsibility. This is what we call the mission commission. I am sending you. Just like the Father sent me on a mission, I'm sending you on a mission. And uh, I wonder who the you is referring to. I wonder which of those disciples he was talking to when he said, I'm going to send you. You know the answer. It's all of us. We are the body of Christ. He sits at the right hand of the Father and intercedes for us. We are his hands and feet. If we don't carry it out, it won't get done. The reason America has gone to pot is the church has gone to sleep. Yeah. We have a mission responsibility. Yeah. What is that mission? To forgive. He gave us authority, the power to forgive people's offenses. In other words, it's the spirit of God, the breath of God inside of us. Yes. The, the Greek word translated spirit is the Greek word pneuma. We still use that word in English today. As in pneumonia. As in pneumatic. It has to do with air. Pneumonia is when you can't breathe. Pneumatic has to do with air pressure in the tires. Spirit is air. It's the breath of God. It's the breath of God. I'll say more about that. He said, I'm sending you. He breathed on them. Yeah. His breath. He breathed on them and said, receive ye the Holy Spirit. He breathed on them. The, the, the essence of God came upon them. That was the peace. And said, receive the Holy Spirit. There's an, uh, he gave them authority to forgive. You have authority to forgive on. Yep, yep. on God's behalf. You're his messengers. Or you can withhold that forgiveness. Isn't that what he said? Amen. You can withhold it. The body of Christ can act like Jesus or can act like the devil. We either forgive people their offenses or we hold it against them. and We hold that bitterness on inside of us. We're the church of Jesus Christ. We have authority here with this peace. There's a connection between the Holy Spirit and forgiveness. It's the power keys of the kingdom. Yes, He gives us these keys that unlock the kingdom of God that I can actually release people from their bondage. I have the authority to do that on behalf of Jesus Christ. Yes. That's a great responsibility. For all of us. Then there's a third time he talks about peace. We read about this in verse 24. Now Thomas, also known as Didymus, which means twin, one of the twelve was not with the disciples when Jesus came. We skip to verse 26. A week later his disciples were in the house again and Thomas was with them. Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. That's me. Hopefully that's you. You haven't seen Jesus in the flesh, but yet you believe in him. I do. Talking about me. Jesus is always revealing himself to new participants. Anybody that wants to join in the room, anybody that wants to step in, he wants to show himself, yes. reveal himself, take, take a look at my hands, take a look at my side, check me out. Mm-hmm. He wants us to step in, read between the lines, look a little deeper, yes. and we see Jesus. There's always new people he's reaching out to, yes. always new. So we must stop doubting and believe. Mm -hmm. Doubting is the natural default position for us human beings. We're naturally skeptical. you got to prove it to us. Isn't that right? That's the way we are. We say we believe, but then when the test comes along, we're not so sure. He wants us to believe. Stop doubting. Jesus said, reach out your hand. Put, it, put me to the test. That's what he's saying. Put me to the test. Put me to the test. He's saying that to you. Put me to the test. Reach out. Find out. And so Thomas's response to that is, my Lord and my God. That's his confession. That's his declaration of what he believes. He speaks it out. If you believe it, you need to speak it out. Speak it out kind of puts it in cement. It locks it in. Yes. Every Christian starts out with a little bit of doubt, so we don't want to declare it. But when we break through the doubt, we declare it. Amen. Blessed are those who haven't seen yet believe. Amen. Maybe somebody at home today needs to hear that. Believe. Quit doubting. Believe. God wants to prove himself to us. Alright, those, th- those are the three times Jesus proclaimed peace to his disciples. Now, based on those three things, I want to I kind of summarize peace and how it works, how it should work in our life, how we attain it. i got six of these things to share in the time I have left. Number one, peace comes when Jesus steps into the room. Peace doesn't come when you take that pill. That's right. come on. Peace doesn't come just when there's not war in the newspapers. Come on. Peace is internal, yes. not yes. external. 2 Thessalonians 3.16 says, Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times in every way. It's supposed to be a permanent thing. Yes, yes, it is. The Lord be with you all. <laughs> the Lord of peace. Who's the Lord of peace? Jesus. Jesus is the Lord of peace. How do you experience the Lord of peace? It's through his spirit. Yes. He said, I'm going to my father, but I'm going to send you another comforter. That's the Holy Spirit. That's how we find this, <laughs> this peace. He's the Lord of peace. Here's the second thing I want us to see about this piece. There should be a response to that peace that he gives us. We are missionaries to a lost world. Well, Pastor Deal, I can't be a missionary. I have responsibilities. I got a job. I got family. I got things I need to do around here. I can't be a missionary. Listen, you're a missionary to the United States. Come on. You're a missionary in your neighborhood. You're a missionary in your place of employment where yes. you spend all those hours every day. You're a missionary there. There are lost people there. There are people without peace there. God's called you to go there and export peace into people's lives. Be a problem solver not a problem maker. Come on. Yes. It. Romans 8.6 says the mind governed by the flesh is death But the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. This is our battle between the flesh and the spirit. The flesh is the physical, the natural. We live in a natural world, we live in these physical bodies. Causes us all kinds of problems. What governs my mind? Is it my flesh? Is it my appetites? My desires? You see, if, if you spend, the, people that aren't Christians spend their whole life governed by the flesh. Come on. All they think about is, where are we going to eat today? Who am I going to have sex with next? Flesh, flesh, flesh. This, it's like an addiction. The flesh drives us. You can either leave, live that way or you can let the Spirit of God govern your life. Yeah you got a choice. I have a choice. Flesh or the Spirit. We have to make a response to the peace that God gives us. Here's, here's the third thing. Order follows chaos. We live in a sinful world. It's full of chaos. It should not surprise us. What we, what we see out here should not surprise us. It's people running away from God and His way of doing things. It shouldn't, none of this stuff should surprise us, but it does. Genesis 1, 1 and 2 says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Hovering. I love that. Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Just hovering. The King James Version says the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. The Message Bible says God's Spirit brooded like a bird above the watery abyss covering. The CEB version says God's wind swept over the waters. I love that because what is wind? It's air which is pneuma, the spirit of God. Wind. When the Holy Spirit first fell on the early church in that upper room it said they heard a sound of a mighty rushing wind. It sounded like a wind rushing through there who is the Spirit of God? You can interpret it in the natural and say, well, the wind blew through the windows. Or you can interpret it in the Spirit, the presence of God moved in there. I want to challenge you. Pick somebody in your mind that you care about, that you want to see come to Christ, and ask God to send the Holy Spirit to hover over them. To hover over them. I could preach on that, but i got to move on. There is inner peace and there's outer peace. Outer peace is when there's not any war going on, when nobody's mad at you. That's outer peace. Inner peace is when everybody's mad at you, but you're okay with yourself. You're okay. Chaos all around you, but you can actually say, it is well with my soul. Calm. That's peace. That's peace God wants to give all of us. Here's number four. Fourth thing: fear flees when peace enters. Yep. Yes. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Notice nothing changed outside the upper room. The Jews are still out there trying to find those disciples. They're here someplace. We got to find them. We got to kill them. Silence them. But inside the room, peace. Yep. Amen. That's what God wants to give you. Is inner peace. So the world all around you is going haywire. You got this calm assurance. Yes, It's going to be okay because God's got it. Yep. God's in charge. John 16, 33, Jesus says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. But take heart. Yes. I have overcome yes. the yeah. world. You don't have to overcome the world. He's overcome the world. You just have to be in him and trust in him and rest in him. He's got it. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Fear flees when peace enters. Here's number five. Jesus finds a way into closed rooms. I love this. Because... Pain causes us to close up. That's right. It causes us to like shut a door. I don't want to be hurt anymore, so we shut this door. We lock it up. We won't let people in. We won't <laughs> let people that care about us in. We just close it off. Pain causes closed doors, and Jesus knows how to get in. That's right. They're in this room with the doors locked, the windows barred, Nothing can get in this room and then Jesus shows up. It's a beautiful picture of what he's done for me and what he's done for many of you and what he's trying to do with many more of you. He's trying to get in, but you've allowed this pain to lock you up and you won't release it. God wants you to release it. He wants to do amazing things in your life. I live just out of town. In other words, I don't have city water. I don't have city sewer. We built our house many years ago. I had to put in a well and a septic tank. You know how septic tanks work? Every time you flush the toilet, everything goes down this pipe into this big tank. And there's a theory. The theory is there's bacteria in that tank that just eats the solids. So eventually the liquids reach the top and they go out through these, the gravel fingers and filter out and nature cleans, cleans it all out before it gets to my well. But that's in theory. You see, every now and then my wife does laundry. And she puts in the washing machine... This detergent that's designed to kill bacteria. And it goes down the same pipe right down to the septic tank and kills the bacteria that's supposed to be eating the solids. So every two or three years, I have to call these people in we call the honey dippers (laughs) who clean out the septic tank. They got to vacuum this up out of there and they haul it. I don't know what they do with it. I don't care what they do with it. Take it away. And I have, every time I do that, I always arrange it to have them come on the day my grandkids are going to be there. So I want to take them out and let them look down in there and see what a septic tank is and does. You city slickers, you don't know anything about that. I want my grandkids to understand how this works because, you see, if you don't pump out the solids, they make their way out through the gravel uh, fingers of the septic tank and plug it up. Once it gets plugged up, the flow is shut off. Now I got big money I got to spend to fix it. This is what it's like for a Christian We've got to pump it out every now and then. Yep. You've got to get the sludge out of there. You've got to get the solids out. You've got to keep it clean. Come on. That's what revivals are about. Yes. That's why we have periodic encounter nights. Because every one of us will naturally plug up if we don't keep it cleaned out. So we have a revival time for people who are filled with the Spirit of God to get the gunk cleaned out so we don't plug up the whole system and cause destruction. Worship team's going to come up because we got one more song to sing. But before we do that, here's number six. Peace is repeatedly offered. He keeps offering peace. Isn't that good news? Because we repeatedly need it. We repeatedly plug up. We repeatedly find these circumstances and situations where we need that forgiveness, that release, that renewal, that revival, that stirring on the inside. We need that. Peace needs recharged just like a battery does. We need to recharge it. Because in a world of chaos, chaos creeps into me. And I need that cleaned out. You need that cleaned out. Isaiah 26.3 says you will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. Yes. You want perfect peace? Yep. The Bible promises that. Yes. He's going to keep us in perfect peace if we keep our minds focused on Him. Yes. We have to keep our minds focused on Him. Yes. So... This morning, we've got a challenge to revival, that you be revived, that you allow the peace of God to visit you again, to fill you up. You quit worrying, you quit fretting, you quit stewing, you quit fighting, and you just let God fight your battles, and he will come through in the end. We just have to keep believing this. That's how you live a life of peace. It all comes back to Jesus and what you do with him. Heavenly Father, I pray right now for my brothers and sisters in this room, each one of us going through our own trials, each one of us going through our own difficulties. Father, help us remember what it is to live by peace, what it is to have your peace, how to get your peace working in us. And Father, allow us to make the surrenders we need, the confession we need to be able to say, you are my Lord and my God. I'm going to trust in you. We pray this in Jesus' name.